Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Anne Ukinen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the message this morning. I thank you for ears to, ear, ears to hear. I thank you that your word is mighty, that it cuts, that it goes in, that it divides. I thank you, Lord, for learning. I thank you for wisdom. I thank you that you have equipped us with more than enough. And I thank you, Lord, for victory each and every step. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love to preach. I love to preach the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to receive it too. Hallelujah. And then I like to, I've actually, Pastor Gwen challenged to listen to yourself after you, after you preach, to go back and listen to yourself. And so then you can listen, you go, oh, I said, oh my goodness. And then, but then also I've blessed myself. So (laughs) I was not like, that was good. <laughs> I was like, blessing, hallelujah. And then, you know, you hear that it's not too cold. It's not too cold today. My nose is not runny. And I got no Bible. I, I was like, my Bible's over here, but I, I've got my device. Hallelujah. Learning to preach outside. Uh, hallelujah. And then, I, I mean, Jesus was the word and he had it coming out of him. And so we can have it coming out of us. Hallelujah. If you would turn with me to John 20. Hallelujah. John 20. And I'm going to be in the Amplified today. And I'm going to verse 19. You know, uh, it's nice when other people's mistakes are laid out there and you don't have to see your mistakes written there. (laughs) Bless God. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can learn from other people's mistakes and you don't have to... uh, repeat them but you can move forward and be blessed and then and and praise jesus no one's well someone's writing things down about you but we got this nice little blotter called the blood of jesus just blotting some of that stuff out and i thank you that it's filled with uh, victory filled with exploits hallelujah hallelujah so in john 20 19 it says on, this, on the same first day of the week, and so we're talking about that first day, the first day, the day he rose again. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great day. Some people had to like be, be uh, convinced of that. They weren't exactly sure it was a good day in the beginning, but then they found out that it was a good day. Then on the same day the, of the first, uh, first day of the week, when it was evening, so all this, Jesus rose from the dead, where's his body? Where is he? Where is he? Run, run, Uh, you know, talk, talk, go here, go there. The evening comes. (laughs) And so they were at the, the disciples were behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. They were hiding. They hopefully were reminding themselves of what Jesus said, but they were hiding there. And then Jesus came and stood amidst them and said, peace to you. And it's so interesting. He said, peace to you. I remember he talked with them earlier because he said, you know, he said, my peace, I leave with you. Not the peace of this world, but this better peace. So he's peace to you. So saying he showed them his hands and his side. 
And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy, delight, exultation, ecstasy, and rapture. They were super duper excited. They were so excited. Have you ever been that excited? Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe it about you, Shalane. I do. <laughs> I've been that excited. You know, uh, my husband, he's, you know, he gets excited. He gets happy. Uh, it, it looks different from when, like, Shalane gets excited and happy. But I know when he's excited and happy. <laughs> you know, when the person you know gets excited and happy. So it must have been like, you know, to go from fear and dread and, you know, are they going to catch us? Are they going to kill us? Because they killed Jesus. Are they going to kill us? And then to go, here's Jesus. He's back. Hallelujah. He saved them. They will learn. <laughs> and then Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. We're not meant to be hiding in fear of what other people are going to do. We're meant to go out. We're, we're, we're sent. In case you were wondering, you were sent. The moment you became born again, you were sent. You were sent to go forth and do what Jesus did. Just as the Father sent Jesus out, he is sending you. You are sent. And wherever you go, you are going. Know that. Know that he has sent you. When you know that, when you know that you're supposed to be in a place that he sent you, you act differently. Like I have, I'm sent to go to work. I'm sent to go be with children all day. I'm sent to go there. And so I have authority there because I have been, uh, this is where you're sent. This is where you're to go. I have authority there. Where you're sent, you're sent in the grocery store. You're sent in your workplace. Wherever you go, you're sent. you sent. I'm sending you. So this is always current for you and wherever you're going. And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. Well, hallelujah. Forgiveness is right here at the start. Forgive. Because you know what? Someone's going to do something that you're not going to like. Whenever you go, wherever you're sent, people do stuff. Things happen to Jesus. People said stuff to Jesus. People did things to Jesus. People did things to the disciples. Things are going to happen. And it's an opportunity. Always an opportunity to forgive. Hallelujah. So this whole fun thing happens. This sounds really exciting after they've been cowering in fear, Jesus comes. But then there was one, Thomas, who wasn't there. Man, he missed an occasion. And then he missed some more occasions. <laughs> but uh, I wonder where he was. That's a good question. You know, hmm, you know, hmm, where was he? But in verse 24, it says, but Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. Have you ever met, like, something spectacular has happened and you've not been there? And then, and then, yeah, it is the worst, isn't it? Because, you know, you go and then you get the stories. You get all the stories. Guess what happened? And then you have, you know, like, friends that will tell you blow by blow what happened, step by step. This is what happened. Oh, did you hear? And, did you see? and then you can know, and then you have to know he came. And there's now 10 of them. 
all giving their sides and telling their stories. Oh, did you see? Did you see? Well, I would feel like I had missed out. Thomas didn't feel like he had missed out, apparently. He said, when they're, and the thing is, is in verse 25, so the disciples kept telling him. They didn't stop. They were really excited. You know, when something good happens, you keep on repeating it. You keep on talking about it. You want to tell it to everyone. And they, they're keeping on telling it to Thomas. They didn't just tell him once. And I bet this occupied conversation for quite some time. So he was in the room and he was, he's hearing this and he's keeping on hearing this, but he decided, he set himself up not to hear. It says, so when the other disciples kept telling him, we have seen the Lord, we have seen the Lord, we have seen the Lord, they keep on telling him, he said, but no, he said to them, unless I see, his, see in his hands the mark made by the nails and put my finger into the nail prints, and put my hand into the, his side, I will never believe it. That's quite, quite a, that's quite something. I mean, first of all, I, I wouldn't really want to put my hands in someone's wound. Like, really? Like, would you? Not really, not I. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd be okay with just looking. But <laughs> actually, I don't know if I would be okay with just looking. I'd be fine. You tell me, I believe you. <laughs> But apparently Thomas, not so much. He, he had, he set himself up for unbelief. He set himself that I will not believe this until I see it, until I touch it. And then eight days later, he bl blocked himself for eight days. Eight days of revelation, eight days of wisdom, looking back at Jesus's word, looking back at what he said, looking back at confirmation, gaining wisdom and understanding and revelation, eight days he's been shut up because he would not believe. And he would not believe what we would think were trusted voices. So we had the 12, and then the, the bad one, the rotten one was weeded out. He's gone. So now we have the 11, and well, 10 plus one and Thomas. So we have 10 people, 10 people that were as close to Jesus as could ever be. We had the three that were really close, the 12, and then we have the 70, but these are the top, the creme de la creme, so to speak, of people who were constantly around Jesus, hearing his teaching, maybe needing to hear and hear again, but they're the ones that knew, it, knew most of it that knew as much as you were going to get besides Jesus. Trusted people that probably knew it wouldn't be a good idea to lie. They knew the commandments. They knew what God, God wanted them to do. They went out, they healed. They knew what was right. They knew what was wrong. Ten people telling him more than once. They kept telling them. And the Amplified, it says, the disciples kept telling him. I'm sure they really wanted him to know. Have you ever been someone that kept telling and someone just wouldn't believe you? He was shut up. He was not going to hear. No matter how many times they told him, he set himself, this is the only way that I will believe. And he limited himself. And eight days later, 
his disciples, again, Jesus's disciples were in the house and Thomas was with them. Well, praise the Lord. Jesus came and they were behind closed doors again and stood among them and said, peace. And he said, peace to you. And in verse 27, he said to Thomas, reach out your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless and incredulous, but stop your unbelief and believe. You can do nothing if you're in unbelief. You can do limitless things when you believe. But if you're in unbelief, nothing can happen. It stops you right in your tracks. There can't be any, there's no room for growth in unbelief. And then Thomas answered him, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, Thomas, you now believe, trust and have faith. Blessed and happy and to be envied are those who have never seen me yet have believed and adhered to and trusted and relied on me. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you trust in him? Oh, we're blessed. He did this a long time ago. We can't see, but we can believe. We can't touch, but we can believe. And it, be, it is made manifest to us. Oh, hallelujah. But sometimes we do that. We're like Thomas. And we're like, oh, I, I, you, know, I, you know, we get saved. And then, well, God, he's not going to heal me unless, you know, you know, like I won't believe it until it happens. And somehow we get the, the cart before the horse and we're like looking for something and we're held up in unbelief and we can't seem to believe and we get stuck. We get stuck sometimes. And we're, we've got people around us telling us and they keep telling us what Jesus has done. Keep telling us the good news. Keep telling us his word. And sometimes we just turn our ears off. And unless God does this, I won't believe. Unless it turns out this way, I won't believe. So many times God has given us a wonderful imagination. He's given us an imagination to see things beyond where we are now. But we have to be careful not to let our imagination become a prison where we imagine something and that's the only way it can be. And it's that box and it's a prison and we're stuck in our imagination of what God will do and we can't see the outside world of where God is moving and working beyond what we can see. So we want to believe him we want to believe his word. We want to believe that he can do more than we can ask or imagine or think and not put him into a box and try to bang that peg, bang that peg and it's not fitting in because God's saying, I've got a different peg over here for you. If you just lay that one down, I have this one that will fit. And we got people who keep talking to us and telling us the truth. And we're like, no, unless this, unless it works out this way, I won't believe. And we got trusted voices saying, well, it, 
this is the truth. This is the truth. And bless God, I'm so glad for people that keep, kept on talking to me when I couldn't hear. I'm glad they did. I'm glad they kept on talking. One day I was able to hear, and it wasn't because of what they were saying was different. It was the same. It was a change in me, and I could hear. In Proverbs, it talks a couple of times, without counsel, people do fall, and deliverance is in a multitude of counselors. Who's talking to you? Who is your trusted voice? Who is telling you the truth? And not only that, not telling you the truth that you want to hear, but telling you the truth that you don't want to hear. I've had people tell me the truth that I didn't want to hear. But you know what? Guess what? I knew it was true. Didn't make it any more fun. Because then when you were looking, you were like, oh, no, what a mess I'm in. But you know what? There's a Savior that cleans up all your messes. Bless God. Hallelujah. With, without counsel, plans go awry. What you plan on your own is going to go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. You know, where you're established, strengthened, settled in his word. And it can't go awry because you've got other people standing with you, believing with you, helping you, telling you the truth. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 14. It's a couple, if you're in, in your digital device, you can just press a couple of buttons. If you're in your manual Bible, you can just go back to 14. Hallelujah. What do you believe? It's more blessed to just believe. Believe him. It goes well for you. And in John 14, 11, it says, it start, I'm going to start reading. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. This is Jesus speaking. And, I, you know, he's, he's imploring them to believe. That's, what, that's our job is to believe, to believe him. Do you believe it when he just says it? Do you believe it when he, you read it? Do you believe it when the trusted voice tells you it? Or like, maybe I need to go look that up. Or maybe I need to pray about that before I, before I believe it. Things to think about. Believe me uh, that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the very works themselves. If you cannot trust me, at least let these works do, these works that I do in the Father's name convince you. Can't Jesus being Jesus be enough for us to believe? It should be. Bless God. He died for us. We can believe him. No, unless I touch his side, unless I put my finger in there, then I won't believe. I will believe. We do that every we do that. We can just believe him because he said it. I assure you most solemnly I tell you. If anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do. And we, he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. He's, this, he's sending, sending those greater works. Thomas could not be sent until he believed. And when we believe, we're, we're sent. And we can go and not only just go and, and walk somewhere, 
but do things that Jesus did. Do the very things. And Jesus is at the, with the Father now, so it's our job. It's now our turn. And in verse 16, I will do, I grant, uh, and I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in and through the Son. Yes, I will grant myself and will do whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. I just love, uh, we're going to go, we're going to go and, and read another section where Jesus implores to you to believe. And it's so interesting, after both these times, he says, you can ask whatever, and I'll give it to you. But it doesn't start with the asking for what. It starts be uh, with believing the who. Amen. That's where everything starts from. And people are asking, people are asking, people are asking, people are praying, and they're imploring God. But not until they believe him will they see what they are asking for. Getting the order mixed up. Mixed up order. And it won't work. And there's hopelessness. But once they start and fix their eyes on Jesus and believe in him, once we look to him, all those other things are taken care of. I hope this is making much more sense. Let's go to John. Now we're going to... And then it also says, believe my commandments after that too. I mean, after it says, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. You're going to do what he says when you believe him. So let's jump over to 1 John 5. Hallelujah. In 1 John 5, we're talking about believing him. It's the most important step. When we get saved in Romans uh, 10, 9, it says, if you believe, if you believe that he rose from the dead, if you speak with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, you will be saved. Believe in him, that he did what he did on the cross and rose again, you're saved. The whole deliverance, salvation package, prosperity package, blessing package goes right. It's all clean. It's all hooked up in there. And we want to be with people who see that prosperity message, the process, which people poo-poo, you know, they're like, hmm, you know, but it's all in there. The salvation package deal is all there. And you want to be with those people who are watching it expand in their lives, not just shutting doors, shutting all, oh, uh, I'm going to shut that scripture up. I'm just going to take that out. Oh, not that one. I want to be with people that are looking at God's word and saying, I want this more. I want this more. I want this more. Oh, there's that piece. I want that. Oh, there's that piece. I want that. You're with people here who want that. They all want that. They want that and they want more. And it's okay to ask for more. He's a good God. How much more will your heavenly father give you good things? In 1 John 5, 1, everyone who believes, adheres to, trusts, and relies on the fact 
that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is believes that Jesus is the Messiah, is a born-again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. Ooh, that's interesting. Let's just pause there for a moment. If you're born again, you're going to love all of God's children. <laughs> There's some people out there that don't do that. They don't love. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, oh, but I think we can do better at that. Hallelujah. God's going to help them. And God's going to help you. Because there's someone that looked at you and went, oh. <laughs> but we want to be better. We're, we're one family and we're living together forever with him in heaven. So get to love him now. It'll be okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> By this we know and come to know and recognize and understand that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commandments, his orders, charges, when we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teaching, are you mindful of them? For the true love of God is this, that we do his commandments and keep his ordinances and are mindful of his teaching. And his orders are not irksome. When you read it, usually when I read something and you, you know that you're like, uh-oh, it's never, oh, I don't want to do that. It's, and then you just got to pray, talk to God. It takes care of it. It's all over. It's okay. It's not irksome or burdensome or oppressive or grievous. He doesn't ask anything that doesn't make any sense. He's a good God. Everything he does is out of love. And so if he's command, it's like, you know, his commandments are, you know, you're going to, if you love him, you believe him, you're going to obey him. It's going to be natural. And so we can, we can choose to do that, and we can choose not to be the toddler in the terrible twos, although you can reject that. Uh, you know, you don't have to be that person that's, you know, having the tenter tantrum, tenter, temper tantrum in the aisle at the grocery store. That doesn't have to be us. We can be mature, and we can decide to obey him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've seen that. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen that? Please nod to the parent. Give him a thumbs up or something that says, you know what? Good job. Stand your ground. <laughs> no one here is thinking ill of you. <laughs> They're thinking that child needs to learn. Hallelujah. I hope at least, at the very least. That's what I, I'm hopeful. I was like, oh, that's going to be a good kindergarten student there. That's what I see. <laughs> you stand your ground, mom, dad. You do that. <laughs> I want the I want to reap the blessing of children that obey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's blessing in obedience. There's blessing in obeying. There's blessing in believing, which we can just do. We can just do it. We can believe it, get sent out, obey what he said, and it'll be good. So whatsoever is born of God is victorious over the world. This is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is in that victorious over that, um, who, who is it that is victorious over the world? Who is it that's victorious? Ah, he who believes in Jesus <laughs> is the son <laughs> who adheres to his trust and relies on that fact. 
we're victorious when we believe on him. We're not victorious when we pray a bunch of prayers about our problems and our circumstances. That's not where victory is going to be. It's not going to be in that. It's going to be believing in Jesus, believing that God is who he is, believing him, not believing what? Believing him. This is he who, who came by the water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by in the water only, but by the water and the blood. And this is the Holy Spirit who bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. Oh, and you have the Holy Spirit. You have that truth. You have access to that truth. You have access to him speaking to you all the time. We have confidence in him because we can ask. We can ask. Not because what we need is so, we really need it. Or, you know, or rent's due tomorrow. That's not why he gives it. It's who he is. It's who he is. It's who he is. And believing who he is that saved you. Believing him. So there are three witnesses in heaven, the Father and the Word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Jesus is the Word. And there are three witnesses on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree, and they're in unison, and their testimonies coincide. When you're talking with people and those trusted voices, they'll be the same. If, they're, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, like I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Then all these testimonies are going to co coincide. They're going to be the same. If you're unsure, you can talk, you can ask. Hey, what about? There's never anyone here that's going to reject you or not love you. Because we just read that we should love our brothers and sisters. And especially people, the world, know us by our love for one another. We can talk and we can share and we can tell what the Holy Spirit is saying. And then if it's not agreeing, someone is not hearing correctly. And no one is going to say, hey, you're wrong, you're stupid. Where, where would there be any, any good thing in that? But there's people out there that instead of getting with their trusted voices and staying with their trusted voices, they go shopping for some trusted voices. And they go and they go, I have this idea. Oh, let me go find the two or three that agree. And they're not in the inner circle that have been sitting at Jesus's feet. Oh no, they're, they're out there in the field or prophesying in the parking lot because they're not allowed inside to prophesy. Hmm, I wonder about that. These trusted voices, we're not shopping for people. We're, we're staying where we're called. These people will tell the truth and they'll tell you the truth and they'll love you. People here will love me. People here know what I'm believing for. People here tell me and encourage me with God's word and vice versa. 
if we accept the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. If we, okay, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read the whole thing. If we attest, accept as we do the testimony of men, if we are willing to take human authority, the testimony of God is greater. There's right now a government that is giving lots of messages. They are giving lots of messages. And you better believe they're on crowd control. They have, they have people that are in fear. They have people that are believing anything that comes down the pike. And you better believe the messages are to keep people calm, to keep people, quote unquote, at peace, encouraging people in their pity and their de depression. Oh, you know what? It's been a few months now. It's been more than a month. It's been more than months. It's been a year. You, need, you maybe need some counseling. Oh, that's the way to go. As someone that agrees with your depression. There is the testimony of man, and it's out there. And they're speaking it, and the press love to tell the testimony of man. They would rather not tell the testimony of God. And I'll wear my mask. And I'll wear it where I need to wear it. But you better believe I don't put my hope in that mask. My, ma my, uh, my hope is not in the mask. My hope is in the healer. My hope is in my Savior. And my healing is there. And you better believe if I'm a new creature, how can COVID get on me? How can it? I'll use your sanitizer at your door. But I know it's not the sanitizer that's going to save you. It's going to be Jesus. The testimony of God is greater than anything this world has to offer. For this is the testimony of God, even the witness from which he was, has been born regarding his son. He who believes in the son of God, who has the testimony within himself. That testimony is it within you. That you have eternal life. If we go to 15, 14, oh no, sorry, I'm sorry, 12. He who possesses the Son has that life. He who does not possess the Son of God does not have that life. We have this life. We have this life within us, this life that cannot be touched by the things of this world if we believe him. We believe him. We've got to believe him. We've got to believe him. If you're starting to think and agree with the news, I would check yourself. Because that's the messages of men. And God's message, God's testimony is greater. And that's the one that you want on the inside of you. I'm not worried where he sends me. I'm not worried to go where he has called me to go. He sent me there. He's with me. I have that eternal life. How can things go wrong? 
I've got the multitude of counsel. How can things go wrong? And again here, after this believing him, believing on the, that testimony, believing that Jesus did what he did, and it's ours. What he did is ours. It belongs to us, that it's our testimony too. Again, we see these scriptures and this confidence that we ask anything according to his will. We have what we, what we, say, what we ask for. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. We need to get our ducks in order, our things straight, that we believe on the person. And out of that belief, things go well. We can ask him and he'll help us. He'll show us the way, but we have to believe him first. We have to believe who he is first. That's what we need to do first. Because it's what we believe who of who he is that is his, that's our success right there. That's our success model. That's who we believe in. And he's going to show us the way and he's going to show us the path. He's sending us. He says, go. And actually he said, go into all the world because you're going to go in the world. I'm going to go in the world. And we need to trust and know that the message that we have, the testimony that we have is stronger than any testimony that the world has to offer. And what we do, we just keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. You can be one of the 10 and you can keep on saying it. Keep on saying it. There's someone who will hear. And those Thomases, they'll come along, they'll come, but man, they're gonna be shut up for a while and not be of much good. We wanna be with those people that hear the same messages, speak the same testimonies and move forward and go where God has sent us to go and not be worried about that one who cannot hear. We can pray for them but until they set themselves to believe, you can do nothing. So go have fun. Go live and walk that testimony out. And they'll eventually come along, but you'll have fun with those other people talking about what Jesus did in the midst of you. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you that we have that testimony have that testimony because of what Jesus did for us that because what of what Jesus did we can believe that testimony and it becomes our testimony thank you that we can have that testimony of eternal life thank you lord and i thank you lord that people are recognizing where they have shopped around for voices instead of trusting you and trusting you and the people that you have set them with. Thank you, Lord. You can just say, I'm sorry, God. Right where you're at. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord that we have that victorious testimony.
that were victorious. I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for the trusted voices here at Celebration Life Church. Thank you for when, when they've been obedient and they've spoken those words of life and truth. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.